Hello spacers, Ray here with my Robo Rat Calcifer. We just got back from our most recent kill. Anyways, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening to Starlight. This podcast is a labor of love and we're excited to be sharing it with you. We hope you laugh and cry along with us in these fun adventures. If you like what we have to offer, or even if you think it's just tolerable, can you pretend to like it with at least a five-star review and subscribe? And if you really like us, or you think we're a little more than tolerable, please check out our Patreon. We put a lot of effort to make it a place you might have a little fun. Thank you for listening to this adventure. We're excited to share the journey with you. See you later, spacers. Here we go. Roll for initiative. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Starlight. We are glad to have you. And it is April. So no, this is not an April Fool's. We are truly here in your ear holes, torturing you. That means the baby has definitely arrived at this point. Yes. <laughs> that means we are sleep deprived. That means that Nathan is enjoying his life while getting to see the baby uh, while we take all the ramifications. As it should be. Yes, we signed up for this. <laughs> um, but with me, I have two the illustrious cast members. Those members would be... I'm Courtney, and I'm playing Ray Byrne. Um, Nathan and I play Alice. And then we have... Me, Isaac Yorks, I'll be leading you guys as the DMGM narrator. And unfortunately, we do not have Clive with us this time. But look forward to some special solo episodes coming out uh, after these ones where Clive has some business he wants to take care of separate of these two. And so we will see where those lead him. But for now, why don't we uh, dive in? to today's episode. Neuralink, recall latest memories. Accessing. Last time, Atlas toppled the Duke to regain his place as the number one fighter in the underground fight club. To the delight of the crowd, he chose to fight for a second time. This time against a raptor that reminded him of when he became the Tarrasque and slaughtered thousands on a duel. Pushing past the PTSD, Atlas notched a personal victory by forging ahead with the deathmatch and winning it. But more interestingly, that night, the Sword Griever, a near mystical being who crafts the blades of the deceased, visited him and gave Atlas the sword of Gideus Kashin, former First Dawn. She said, You and the constellation inscribed on this blade were the only things I could get from his spirit. Now, blade and title in hand, a new day has come. 
Both he and Ray will now decide what to do next until Squad Luma is needed. Memories retrieved. <laughs> All right. With that, uh, why don't we jump in with some inspiration? And I, I thought a lot about who should get some inspiration. Um, and I, this is kind of lame, but the last two recordings one's focused on each of you separately and both brought out such good character development both brought out some really cool like moments and so i'm not going to do this very often but today you both get one point of inspiration <gasps> Ooh! how many inspiration do you have to have to do something cool to just turn something into an at 20 yeah three. Oh, i have three there you go gosh I don't know how many I have. Been safe. Well, you got one now. Nope. You can start counting from one. <laughs> Would you guys? Do you guys want to just zoom in to you guys being together, like in the cafeteria or something for breakfast the next morning, or do you want to be separate? We can be together. Yeah, it works. Okay. So then we zoom in to the morning bustle and clatter of breakfast in the mess hall. Bodies, some of which are freshly smelling from the morning's PT. Uh, foreigners who have come to visit the Kashin family are also there getting uh, food. And all in all, it's it's another morning, another day. You can see through those like thin window slits set up on the top of these like 20-foot walls that go up to the ceiling. You can just see like this small bit of sunlight kind of coming through. It's looking to be a clear day. And with that, as you both take your seat, plates piled with this mystery hash and pinkish green eggs on the side, hard boiled. Well, it's kind of cool to have met the boss mother and now we see this photo of her up here and we know that she's not actually that tall. <laughs> That's the only thing you notice? Well, yeah. You not I mean, like the boss they mother? I didn't say that. I was just noticing her height. You don't like her? I didn't say that. Oh, I'm asking. I'm not saying you don't. And even if I did say <laughs> that, I think I would be murdered if someone overheard me saying that. Yeah, probably. You know, it's to be determined if I like her because she did promise me a rat. And so if she follows through with that... Then I might be a fan. How was your sleep, though, Atlas? Did you sleep well? It was good. I was just uh, thinking that I need to find a uh, weaponsmith for my G so I can get that gem implemented. And then kind of figuring out what our next steps are. Any weird dreams? <laughs> weird dreams? Yeah. No. No? Not at all. Hmm. Okay. You look a little tired. Like you maybe didn't sleep so well last night, Mr. Atlas. Well, I had a tournament yesterday, so that's probably why. Oh, how'd that go? It went well. Yeah? Yep, you're looking at the new uh looking at the new Duke of the Underworld. <laughs> Duke of the Underworld. <laughs> Pride always has been an issue of yours, hasn't it? Well you hear some heavy footsteps walking by. They stop. And one hand 
taps down on the table. You see very burly looking man and he looks over and he goes, well done, Atlas. That was some nice work you did down there. And then he continues off. Wow. See? Are you, are you like famous around here now? Like I said, you're looking at the Duke of the Underworld. We could take advantage of that, you know? We could do some cool shit with you being the Duke of the Underworld, Alice. Hmm. <laughs> I think you should probably stick to your <gasps> own, uh, not get involved in all the politics uh, of that. Okay, well, there's one political situation I'd like to get involved with. If you say a tea shop, it's going to be automatic no. It's not the okay. tea shop. <laughs> Although, that would be a great thing. So, you know my friend Crete? Yeah. Your date? How'd that right. go? It actually went well. Yes. You guys uh, spend the um, night together? Have a good time? We spent some time together oh. in the rock gardens. Oh, in public. Lovely. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I did not see you as uh, that type of girl, but all right. He did have a pillow in his shirt, though, thanks to you the, when I showed the pillow up. technique. I get it. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, we call that pillow talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new form of pillow talk that we had. Um, well, I think he's being treated. You know, okay. You know how the whole Kashin take like the whole slave thing, and they want slaves to want to be able to like stay in the Kashin once they're not slaves anymore. Okay. And they, to do that, they treat them really well, and this is a matter of like high priority. Disrespect, yeah. We're on the same page. I mean, they're still slaves, but yeah, there's a certain level of respect. And respect is really important to the Kashin. Yeah. And what happens when people are disrespectful? The slaves? Yeah. Or just in general. What normally happens is. So normally that would get petitioned upwards to a superior. <laughs> okay. It'd be petitioned yes. to the first it, dawn. But who's he... above the first dawn? <laughs> Boss mother. Okay. Boss father. So I think I need you to show me how to make a petition. Just know when you make a petition, you do have to also handle all the consequences, especially if it's someone higher up, someone lower up. It won't really matter. But if it's someone, if it is someone higher up, then uh, just you know you're gonna have to deal with the consequences of them, also. And that I will do, especially if the petition fails. So Atlas would know this: a petition, once taken very seriously, which in the matter of slave treatment, it would bring in witnesses. It w- it would include a uh, a quorum in which the petitioner would have to allege their allegations in a private setting with others who are proceeding that are higher up as well, face-to-face with the person that they alleged against. And then um, (laughs) the subject at matter, which would be Crete, would have to come in and specifically testify as well to this. Here's the deal. Before we file a petition, now that you explained all the details to me, is it possible for 
us to connect with the boss mother on a specific matter that we may want to file a petition on? To be honest with you, the boss mother and boss father are usually held up with a lot of different tasks, but I mean, worth a shot. I mean, that's up to you if you want to. I think I'd like to go that route first. It seems less public. Um. The thing is, though, as far as I know, with how the petition system works, is that even if you do petition to her, she's still gonna because perfect example is like with the whole test and everything else. And also, you can see from the higher up, it's that everything is just tradition, honor. So she's gonna still probably want to go through the whole system. Well, I wonder if there's a way to either like just make a few exceptions like like not have creep there not know that I was the one accusing or not have the person that I'm accusing present or have Crete and him present separately but then there's no proof well you can still get the proof they just wouldn't be in the same room together well there wouldn't be proof to especially so who who are you trying to petition against just someone are they high up or low they're decently high so i'm just gonna say from my very lack of knowledge though because i don't really deal with the politics of this type of stuff is that if they're high up there's gonna be no way without definite proof in front of a whole court without an audience there will it would be easily disproved and put down because think about this too okay, is that well, I... whoever he or she is will also be able to privately speak to the boss mother who's probably known her a lot longer and mm. plead their case. Okay, well then I just need us to kidnap Crete when we leave. I mean... If he lives that long. He's being forced to learn to fight and he doesn't want to learn to fight. And... I know you think fighting's the best thing in the world, but he has bruises all over his body and he's being treated terribly. And I and I just don't think it's right for this person to be treating him that way because slaves aren't supposed to be treated this way within the Kashin. So now that you gave me the details, if he's being trained to fight and that is the slave's job in a sense he's gonna be either a guard or a soldier or whatnot whatever the owner decided for him to be then it wouldn't be abuse in a sense it's just training i mean it's just the same as when i was a young kid or possibly even you when you were like getting trained by whoever or whatever you ended up with bruises cuts and whatnot no one trained me okay i trained myself and you never ended up with an injury or hurt during your training no I've never been hurt that's a never been hurt just got hurt oh you mean in your training no I've never been hurt you just got hurt on our last mission what are you talking about I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) oh sure I'll insight I'll insight based on the training side of it uh now 20 plus 2 22 oh and I'm Rolling for deception, right? Yep. That's a 10. <laughs> what does he read? She's obviously lying. <laughs> so basically... But she's maintaining a straight face. <laughs> Alice will just stare at her for a second and just be like, you... 
can try to pursue what you want, but unless Creed comes up to me and states that he's actually being abused and not just that he doesn't want to fight, then uh, there's nothing I can do. That's what I have to do then. Get him to come to you. And and then you'll do something. If he tells me that, from what I'm getting, if he tells me that he doesn't prefer to fight and he's being trained to and that's the only reason he has bruises, then uh, there's not really much I can do on that. Okay. I'll solve that problem. Thank you. Okay. What do you want to do today, Atlas? Uh, I need to find a weaponsmith to get my G fully built. And then from there, honestly, I was going to talk to you about different options on where our next destination is. Because as far as Slauson is for my duties, it's going to be quote-unquote vacation. I have a proposition for you. Okay. We go take care of whatever you have to do with this weapon of yours. And then I heard that on Wood Lane, there is a board that lists odd jobs where we could practice some of our skill sets, like murdering. You think the odd jobs are going to be... Kidnapping. You think the... (laughs) Slaves. Named Crete and murdering people hurting slaves normally when i thought about odd jobs i think of uh, finding a lost cat picking up heavy things and putting it somewhere else um you have a very odd description of odd jobs then well those are odd jobs yeah if we're talking i've never really had to pick up an odd job it was just either an assassination assignment or something like that it was never an odd an odd job for me let's go get your your weapon looked at and I'm taking the last bite of my pinkish green eggs <laughs> and standing up and hoping I don't see Tayana. the taxi driver drives off and you smell unlike the mess hall you smell bagels and croissants you hear people happily chattering and not about the day's work necessarily but about civilian matters you know this boyfriend that girlfriend that you know she's got a new dog and through like the morning bustle crowd that's going to various public transportation you see a square small building that has like a derelict fence around the outside of it the it it, it looks like a building that probably shouldn't no one should be allowed to live in um there is a single pot on this on like like these three steps that lead up to a old door and the pot has a single bright uh, dandelion and there is a cat that's just slumbering on the side of the steps as you guys make your way up. The door opens, it hits the bell that goes ching, 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 ching. And you uh, see th- that despite the outside, the inside is completely clean, spotless, renovated, looks beautiful. And you can see various weapons and other actual like silversmith work and just beautiful it's beautiful the way various metal implements have been wrought and and brought to form 
it, the building is more long, like lengthwise, and so you can see like far back to where there's a, a, a huge section of a wall that's cut out and leads to the outside where you can see you can see uh, an, an anvil and you can see all of the blacksmithing tools and a fire roaring and you see a human who's kind of gangly work his way up towards you he's goggles that are on top of his like brown hair he goes hey welcome to Arkin Heath can I help you folks hey Arkin Heath Ar- Arkin Heath Heath sir you speak up kid uh right yes yes sir he looks like he's 50 don't call a 50 year old a kid he's still a kid uh Actually, ma'am, I am 27. Oh, <laughs> age has not treated you well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really? He looks over into the mirror that's nearby, and he, he pulls at one of these, like, crow lines. He starts wiping some soot from it, doesn't go away. He goes, ah, shit. Oh, man. Dang it. I, I told Tingtali I needed that cream. <sighs> well, uh, you have to excuse me. Uh, it's, it's, we're gonna, we're gonna pretend you didn't say that, okay? Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. I like that idea. And he looks down and sizes you up, Ray, then looks at Atlas and then sees the G strapped to your back and he goes, ha ha, look at that. What do you, what do you need? You sharpen that up for you? You looking for something similar? He kind of starts walking around you, just inspecting it hand on the chin. Mmm, that's some fine work there. Done in the traditional style. <laughs> Alice will pull out the gemstone, the purple gemstone that he had. Just tell him that I need this identified and placed inside, potentially. He uh, takes it, holds it up to the light, then throws down, like, on the sides of his goggles. You can see, like, there's, like, various little glasses that kind of, like, you know, the kind that you just tick mm-hmm. down and it acts like a magnifying glass. So he just goes, tick, tick, tick. So he gets one eye gets really big as he's staring at it. And he goes, nice. Crown Amethyst. Perfect. They say this is a great connection to the heavens. Yeah. You want to get this inlaid in here? Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, that was the, that was the plan. Okay. Uh, I can do that for you. It's, it shouldn't be too much of a problem as he hefts the G. Man, this guy's got some weight. Starts taking it to the back. Takes the, the Amethyst with him. Yeah, I can have this... Looks at his work. I can have this done in the next three days, or uh, if you want to add an extra, yeah, if you want to add an extra two thousand onto that, you can get it done uh, by the end of the day. And how much is it originally? You get this all? Well, looking at this, and it's not. I have the tools. It's just more of the hours. I'm probably gonna prize that three. Three. Dollars? (laughs) Dollars? <laughs> what? Oh, three, three thousand credits. Three thousand credits. A chance? Did you? Yeah, look at this. Is thing. this robbery? No, no, no. It's, it's business. It's business. Hey, I'm just trying to put uh, food on the table for an army. <laughs> look, my dad makes the prices, not me. Did you? Look, you pulled that out of your butt the way you like. Oh, I'm gonna price this at three. I noticed you left three zeros off of there, too. (laughs) (laughs) Look, lady, I mean, you came in and you you insult the way I look. 
my my age i i don't i don't know i don't know what to tell tell you and i'm insulting your prices as well don't forget that are you a fan of any of the tournaments or underground workings of the city can't say i've ever spent much time around them no uh, and honestly we don't really get shady people coming around here, so I probably haven't really met many who, I mean, he, he again, like, points to, like, how fine all of, like, the weaponry and stuff is. But, yeah, this is usually out of a lot of those people's price range. Uh, yeah, no, I can say I have, I have no connections to uh, okay. the Okay. So what if I could tell I'm gonna you? Whisper. <laughs> he called you shady. <laughs> all right, what if I could tell you I can... Mon- almost not monopolize but almost monopolize business for you or your shop and increase your say customer base with the underbelly well understanding that yes i'm the i am now the shady duke of the underworld as you you call it he looks at all of you Go ahead and roll a persuasion roll. Oh. He's really shady, for the record. 12 plus... Nothing. 12. He rolled a 17. Hmm. Well, Shady Duke, I have a feeling that uh, my father's not going to be quite happy about that, and yeah. Okay. Do you guys do any work for machine branch or the military? Uh, well, we've done some work, yeah. I mean, mostly for uh, <laughs> their cosplay outfits. You know, the kind where they're wearing all that old armor and stuff. But we make that shit look damn good. And it's usable. Can't think of anything else to convince this kid. Well, and as you're thinking about it, he's going to the back, and he's looking at the gym, and he goes, You want the resonance of this tune to the weapon? I don't understand all the fancy words. What do you mean? Oh, whoever made this G, it's, uh, ah, whatever. he comes back with it and he shows you the spot where the gym goes into. And now that you're looking in there, you can see these small holes with wires that just barely spout out and, and these metal implements that also come out almost like pinpoints. And he goes, this has a, has a resonance. It's not only going to make the weapon look better, but if I, if I don't, if I'm not mistaken, it's going to pull out some of the charge within it and give it a little bit more oomph. Is that going to cost me extra? Yeah, I mean, it's not much, though. <laughs> it's 500. Well, that's only two zeros at the end of it this time. He pulls out this little handy-dandy doodad that almost looks like a controller, and it, as he lifts it up by the amethyst you hear it go <laughs> he pulls it away so this just to total this out it's gonna be 5500 well i mean that's if you want to get it done today I pro- it's, it's gonna be done just fine you know, no problem it's just i got other customers who are in before you otherwise you could go to the low low price of 3500 dollars, which still feels like robbery ladies and gentlemen <laughs> It's going to take three whole days. I mean, are we in a rush to leave? Well, no, I just don't like having a weapon. You have a weapon. 
You just won't have this one. And it's at that point that he sees Calcifer 2.0 on your shoulder and he goes, Oh, whoa! I thought that was just part of your outfit. Is that a real rat? Like, does that actually work? And he puts his fingers to it just as it goes, pulls his hand back. Oh, that's pretty neat. Thanks. What if we sell you the rat? I will have it. Excuse- <laughs> I will have it not bite you if you bring the price down. <laughs> no, are you threatening me? <laughs> no. I'm just saying it won't bite you if you bring the price down. Or I could just not put my finger up to it again. Or it could run after you. I don't understand what's happening here. I'm asking you to bring the price down in a very nice way. That is not how haggling works. Okay, sir. It sounds like you need to pay the bills. And it sounds like your father makes the prices. And it sounds like you need to stick with them. Is that true? Every good little boy goes against her father's wishes occasionally. And this man here is the Duke. And like he said, he can bring you exceptionally good customers that are going to pay your absurd prices event. And so with that summary in place, I do think it's a very smart move for you to take advantage and give him a lower price of taking $750 off the price. Go ahead and make a persuasion roll. 17! Well, it's not 20. Do you have a minus 3? <laughs> I do. Oh, what the heck? God. If it's a nat 20, do I get to keep it? Uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll honor it. He leans in across the counter, and his eyes darken, and oddly enough, makes more crow lines <laughs> on the sides of his eyes when you bring up his father and being a good boy, and he goes, I am a good boy, okay? And I don't know why you had to hit where that hurts the most. But what are you offering right now besides he's going to bring more customers in? I'm offering for the rat not to bite you. And I'm offering not to put signs out outside of your door and make customers think you have terrible business and I'm offering to walk out of here and not create a scene pretty good deal huh you can roll an intimidation roll that's a five you're standing in front of a weapon shop and even though this is archaic stuff we have more than enough things to defend ourselves sir and so if I catch you on the front steps, defacing this already defaced building, <laughs> we are going to have problems. So I want you to know that if I catch you in a back alley, I'll kill you in a moment. No, no, no. We'll conclude our business together. It's fine. I'm asking for 750 credits off the price. And I'll take 750 credits off the price, but I don't know if you're going to actually bring more customers in. So oh, I, I want something for me right now. Will. Oh, what do you want? I don't know. What do you have? You're the one haggling and you're calling me out as as a, as a daddy's boy. <laughs> oh, well, you seem to be a daddy's boy. Do you know, we have a friend who made this mouse rat friend of mine. And we could probably call him up to try to get him to make you a pet 
Okay, okay, I like where this is going. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's There are plenty of reasons to use this type of weaponry, especially with you being part of the Acers. I'm sure you come up against people with their own personal shields and whatnot, so how about this? Everyone comes here for the great Arkin's work, but nobody ever comes for poor Laurel's work. This is the start of a base of customers, loyal. You come back when you're ready to upgrade this G. And I promise you, if it's not the best weapon that you've had, then I will I will give you the money back for that upgrade. But you come back and you pay me. That works for me. And we will be loyal to Laurel. Okay, I think you need a better. I like the sound of uh, that. I think you need a better blacksmith name, though. You gotta think. Of, I want you to think of something creative. You should also get that eye like, cream. Because, for example, well, I. Like the Archon. I'll use the money to get the eye cream. Sorry, what were you? Oh, just like the Archon, right? That's just, that sounds a little bit better for like a business, right? So I don't think if oh, if I so if I told people go to Laurel, they don't know what I'm talking about. I could be their. This cousin. is also Daddy's business, so he's trying to get out of Daddy's business. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like. One day it's gonna be called Laurel Heat. Uh, I think you should. We should. Yeah, don't do you know Laurel. What? We'll think about. Yeah, I think you should think about that person. Yeah, we'll think of a new name for you. Maybe like. I don't know, like Lyle. Just change the vowels around a little. Lyle, <sighs> Lyle. Tell me, what will enough. this G be able to do? Well, after I after mm-hmm. I get the resonator set. Yeah. Well, he then picks up the device he was carrying before, goes back to the stone. He sets a paperweight down on the front of the the desk. Once he gets the stone in his hand set across from the paperweight. He begins fiddling with the device and it starts making that noise. And it starts to grow, grow, grow. And then suddenly it goes. And he barely can hold on to the stone in his hand. But you watch as the paperweight is thrown across the room and slams into the side of the wall. From a technical standpoint, mm-hmm. it will give your weapon a D4 psychic damage. Oh, okay. You said the amethyst stone is connected towards heaven, or it has a heavenly connection? Yeah. So I'm thinking, what if we call your new place Heaven's Forge? Go ahead and make a... Uh, you can. You, I can see you go persuasion or performance if you're, like, delivering with a lot of bravado. Heaven's Forge, where people are loyal to Lyle. It doesn't matter. I'll just do persuasion. I'm just persuading. That's a uh, seven. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Heaven's Forge. The Heavenly Laurel Forge. Lyle. The Heavenly Lyle Forge. My, my name's not Lyle. <laughs> but Laurel does not sound like someone who, who's the greatest weapons master. So maybe, what's your middle name? Jonas. Jonas is a little <laughs> better. Is your father's name Archon? Uh, Arkin. Well, yeah, I will agree upon coming back. And also, as an extra bonus, if you know you want to give a little bit slight discount, you know, I had to take care of my my soldiers and battle buddies, you know, 
uh, my funds are usually put back into my team. Um, what if, because obviously, like you said, because I am an Acer and on certain missions, if you choose the name Heaven's Forge without your, without your first name in it, then if you can, you can embed that into the hilt or the weapon itself, as long as it doesn't affect its performance. So then it's basically just an advertisement at all times. Oh. But it has to be Heaven's Forge. It can't be Heaven Heavenly Laurel Forge. It'd be like I feel like it would be like people would see it as you trying too hard to advertise. But if it's just Heaven's Forge on there, I feel like that's very subtle, and they know that you're a master of your craft. And you are a master of your craft. Mm. Wild. Mm. I don't like that, Laurel. But <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll think about it. You two drive a hard bargain. You two drive a hard bargain. I'm already taking seven fifty off of this. Worldwide advertisement. This has to be one last persuasion roll, and I think it's at disadvantage. <laughs> okay, thanks. Because right. you've already yeah, pitched. I've already the tried so much. Disadvantage. Oh. Three. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I'm using inspiration. Can I re-roll? Yeah. <laughs> Thirteen. At two fifty, and you got a deal. And he shakes your hand. I'll have it done at the end of the day. So how much money am I paying? Four thousand five hundred. Uh, I'll have it done at the end okay, of the day. And you watch, Laurel. It was really great to meet you. I'm gonna tell everyone about you. Yeah, I wish I could say the it was ex the same, but I think that maybe we could learn to be friends. I think so what was too. You, what Laura. was your name? My name is Ray. Ray, all Ray right. Ray Burn. Ray Burn. All right. Well, it's nice to meet you, Ray Rude Girl Burn, and it was good to meet you, uh, Shady Duke. Yeah. We'll see you guys at the end of the day. Alice Kashin. So, you make your way into uh, Wood Lane, and that is, honestly, it is a bit of like a shadier part of the city. <laughs> you can tell just by the the way people are looking at you, and the only thing that could make it worse would is if, if it rained, but the sun is out in full force, and it is nice and warm. You eventually find your way to a trades building, and you are... You bring up, looking for a, the, the bulletin board of the odd jobs, you are motioned in by a burly looking woman who sends you to this kind of like central hub and the area is actually not too full as a lot of people will come in in the morning and you guys are a bit later than that and there's just some random people staring up at it and it's a screen that has like jobs that you can you can take and there's only uh, one left right now and it, and it just reads escort needed for cargo into xr4 X I M T. 
If interested, reach out to Irmio Versanch. And then there's the numbers to, to get a hold of him. What do you think, Alice? Do you think we'd get to, like, kill someone? Mm, I don't know if that's gonna... I mean, possibly, depending on who's, who's like, having us do it. I don't really know of this person, as far as I know, on top of my head. Okay, well... I was gonna say the... Depending on if, I don't know, XR4... is past XR1, we would literally be going the opposite direction of anything. <laughs> Just so we don't, like, obviously, waste a ton of time while Clive's off doing his own thing is, uh... Do you think there's anything that you want to do of your own volition in this XR2 before we travel across the whole galaxy and it takes another year to get back here? Oh, is that how far XR4 yeah, is? It's far. It's past, you know how long it took us from get here from XR1? Because we were in XR1 before, right? Oh. So XR1, yeah, so I can, I, it's it, basically double the distance from XR1. Okay. It's, 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 I looked at it just now. I was like, "This is actually, I have no like no problem." But we were in XR one before, and that took us like what months or something to get to from there. Yeah, it was like almost a three month journey. Yeah, and then from there is another basically another same distance from XR two to XR one, from XR one to XR four. All right. Okay, so maybe we shouldn't go on this. One. I think we we will we'll probably want to go there eventually. Um, um, are you pulling your map down? Yes, I will pull the map map down. (laughs) So, while Atlas had the map up, I have decided to pull a prank. And there was a woman on the other side of the alleyway who, for lack of a better word, she was dressed as a stripper and, like, putting out. And so I've ushered her over to make her think, like, here's a client. And I have walked away, and she is right on the other side of the map and this woman is older on the older side she has what looks like the attempt of like a like a teased out hair um almost like if a white person were to try to create an afro okay um lots of makeup and then very very minimal clothing and she's not a small woman um, and so you pull the back down to this lady thinking you're interested. And Ray is nowhere to be seen. Well, hello. <laughs> Alice will just start walking away. Wait. Honey, your friend told me you were thirsting for what I had to offer. Okay. Why don't you come on back and I can show you what it looks like back in the trap house. I'm assuming you're not going to take no for an answer. Mm. Alice will turn because his back's towards her kind of because he said that with his back turned. He's going to turn and like have his light eyes right up, light up red and his like whole like mole like jaw come out and everything with his like the metal fangs and teeth and everything. Okay, roll an intimidation <laughs> okay. roll. <laughs> 20, th- 17 plus 2 or 3, sorry. Oh my. Oh. Oh, <laughs> that's just she just doesn't follow after you. She just kind of stops there and watches you walk away. And then you see Ray running up and like, oh, he's always been a little socially awkward. I'm sorry. Alice will do like that dunk I, on the head because I'm pretty sure my hand is close to Ray's size of her head. He's just going to do like that whole like 
You know, uh, when you have like a kid brother or something, you like bonk him on the head for doing something stupid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's basically what this is going for. <laughs> and through it all, this woman has not said anything, but more so has looked shocked since seeing your eyes. And there's just like a brief, long stare at you, Atlas, and at Ray. And then she hurries off. Is this Lawson? Yes, it is. Right. Hey. Oh, uh, uh, that's creepy. <laughs> it's called caller ID. Oh, well, you should still pretend you don't know who's calling. It's socially awkward to not. Uh, and I know all about being. Ray, why about. are you calling me? Um, I'd like to know if I could file a petition. What grievance? Um, a slave being abused. You can file a petition. My next question is, why have you called me about it? Well, I... I, I needed... I guess I'm nervous, and I, I like to talk through things when I'm nervous, and I don't really know what to do, and it's with someone who's really high up and so maybe we could talk more in person go ahead and make a persuasion roll um five i know you're a busy guy slauson but I, it's really important hold okay so the phone goes dead for a bit and then after what feels like an extremely long time verging on the point of being super rude about seven minutes later, it comes back on with a... I have some room in my schedule tomorrow evening. Okay, cool. I'll see you tomorrow evening. What should I bring? Like, proof, or...? I thought we were just talking about this petition. Oh, yeah, let's talk about it. That's good. <laughs> I'll see you in my office at 1400. 1400, got it. Hangs up. So I'm gonna see Slauson tomorrow at 1400. Um to talk to him about my grievance to file a petition he called it a grievance I mean that's what it is yeah and then maybe we'll get to kill someone uh, I don't think so but I mean obviously we'll see tomorrow I'll pick up my weapon we'll, we can I'll go see my my mentors and you can chat away I think maybe you should come that's what I meant my mentor Slauson And you eventually return back to Arkenheath, and you find Laurel there, ready with the weapon. All right, here you go. Perfectly crafted. Made with the family stamp of honor. And he moves it so that the bottom of the half shows. You see 
the Heavenly Forge on the bottom. Yep, yep. All right. Now, if this doesn't work out, this is a, uh, a, a badly trademarked name or whatever. I'm holding it over your head, but if it works out, I'm a genius. And uh, well, I guess you are too. <laughs> but go ahead, give it, give it a swing. And uh, he goes, oh, 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 here. Puts down an apple and then clears other things away. And he goes, don't try to hit the apple. Swing it about, I don't know, about a foot away. Just so you can see the resonance. Oh, dang it. I was going to say, if he didn't say that, Alice would just swung with all his might. <laughs> okay. Alice will just do a nice controlled swing. There is almost a sound very reminiscent of those Tibetan bowls. And you get that in the arc of your swing. And even though you don't hit the apple, the apple goes flying uh, at the point with which it would have been hit. And it goes flying out across and hits the back of the wall and breaks into a dozen pieces. There we go. Perfectly attuned. That was amazing, Lyle. You Laura. are the best. Whatever this role is that you have is called. Thanks, rude girl. <laughs> that I've ever seen. I, You know, I appreciate that, rude girl. Yeah. Thanks, rude girl. I hey, appreciate it. You're welcome, we'll, Lyle. We'll see you around. Okay. All right. Feels <laughs> still. I hope to see you guys soon. Don't forget to pay him, Atlas. I did. Uh, no, I'll pay him. Your G now does whatever the damage was, plus a one die for psychic damage. guys make your way into etrilis keep the hemeji style tower that juts off and has all these other various towers and you start making your way back down to your rooms to drop off the various goods and random things that you got and as you guys start to head there you first ray you have to stop by atlas's room not for anything but you just go past it to get mm -hmm. to yours a little bit further away atlas opens the door and you both see a, a a dwarf sitting within his room the dwarf jumps and ah uh, uh my name's my name's ostrad kifbearer um i can understand that this is a rather weird place to meet but considering i couldn't find you around the place uh, this seems to be the best that i uh, could come up with I I didn't break the lock. I just picked it. Mm. That's what I would do. <laughs> nice to meet you, Ostrad. Yes, yes. Nice to meet you. Um, I don't think I've had the pleasure of meeting you. and I, I didn't really have the pleasure of meeting you, Atlas, but I did get to see your fight uh, last night. Mm -hmm. It sounds like he was quite the duke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, he was... He uh, put everyone in their place. Um, please, come in, come in, come in, come in. Are Which you is... welcoming him into his own room? 
Okay, well, I can see how that's kind of weird. Um, his face gets a little bit more serious. And he goes, I was actually hoping to have a word uh, with with you, Atlas. A, um, a proposition after seeing you fight last night. And uh, it looks tentatively at you, Ray. Um, I don't know if perhaps if it's better in private, but if she's trusted company, then her as well. I can leave. If you want me to. You tend to be a private guy. It's fine. Go ahead and tell me what you need to tell me. Perfect. And as so you guys come in, he shuts the door, which is also very weird. <laughs> and he uh, goes, okay. <clears throat> Sits down on the edge of your bed like he owns it. Okay. Feet hang up, like don't touch the bottom. So he's kind of like wiggling them. But... You take in Ostrad fully, and you see that he is blonde, curly hair, and it's pulled back so that he's he has this like kind of chiseled, wild face that protrudes from there. His beady brown eyes that are set gracefully within their sockets, and they watch you both meticulously, despite the happy and go lucky demeanor. You see a scar that reaches from the bottom of his left cheekbone and runs upwards to the right side of his lips when he speaks. It's pink and pale. So, like I said, I witnessed you in all your glory last night, and I was thinking to myself, Estrada, old boy, you came to this town looking for someone to help you. You came to Etrilus looking for someone to help you, and you were turned away quite a few times. And then I happened to speak to the right people who put me on the track of maybe... uh, members of the Kashin family who are willing to make some money on the side, not necessarily in their jobs. So, uh, they pointed me in the direction of that fight, and I saw you. Look. I got a job if you're willing to take it. And I think that you'd be more than man enough to do so. I, uh, am being hunted by a, a bounty hunter. The fellow's call sign is Fable Gloom. And uh, I just need some help. Just need some help getting myself um, to safekeeping. I, I made it nearly all the way here, but uh, Fable Gloom has picked up my trail recently, and I had to bring it down just outside of here. The ship is—it's a dragon. It's under the waters near the the tower. Some good cloaking device, but I've no idea. And I've seen Fable Gloom at the edges. I don't—I don't know how he's been following me but I'm afraid that if I maybe he's hacked into the signature of, of the dragon or anything I don't know but I, I need help getting off planet uh, and there's a nearby planet that uh, my friends have set up some safe quarters for me uh, perhaps you know it's in the solar system the planet of Eris it's not far I'm willing to pay good money for it because I'll pay you 40 in rare metals now. And when we get there, my friends will be there and they'll pay you another 40,000. What would... What if we just killed Fable Gloom? <laughs> yeah, that would solve my problems for sure. Yeah, because I've really been itching to just kill someone. So we could use you as bait. Wait, what? 
and then take him down. Uh, oh, you're... <laughs> the laugh gets a little more uneasy. You're not joking. No. You you actually think that you can take Fable Gloom. Yeah, tell me about Fable Gloom. Sounds like a fairy tale. It's, it's no fairy tale. He's, uh... He, he, he's the Bounty Hunter Guild's best hunter. You, once your name is wanted by him, you're as good as dead. It's just a matter of time. But not me. I'm going to make it to the safe, to the safe house. And once I'm there, all signs going to disappear. We're going to be good. But I don't think that you could take him head to head. I mean, there isn't, if there was anybody who could live to tell the tale of facing him head to head, you would have heard it. Have you heard it? Well, have you heard of the name of Atlas Kashin? I did last night. And that's why I'm here. That's why I took the risk of breaking into his room and... I'm really thankful you didn't kill me. I think we could take Fable Gloom. <laughs> but not with me as a uh, bait, right? Yeah, yeah, just you as bait. <laughs> Because I don't know how she would... <laughs> She's kidding, right? I don't think she is. I mean, it's the easiest way to track him down. Like, you go shopping in a market, sit on a bench, and wait for someone to try to show up and kill you, and we kill him. Unless he just snipes him from a distance. We don't know anything about the fabled bloom and how they fight. Okay, well, maybe we hunt him. What do you have a bounty for? Why? Why is there a bounty on your head? <laughs> That's a really personal question, Atlas. Uh. <laughs> uh. Well. He, um. Reaches up to his eyes. And he pulls out these contacts. The contacts that give him these, like, brown. Like a brown color. And you see that his eyes are completely golden. Like, completely filled. Uh, I'm a I'm from the guild. Uh, and not only that, I I'm one of the ones dedicated to knowing all the hyper routes and lanes. And I'm sure you know this, that that's a tight secret. Not to mention that, but also the secret of making dragons. If you don't mind, it, it is a personal question, but um. I think I'll keep that to myself, but for reasons to myself, I I don't want to be a part of the guild anymore. And um, the guild doesn't like that very much, so they uh, put Fable Gloom out to kill me. Uh, or at least that's what I think. But you see, I'm I'm doubly screwed because. Every one of us who joins the guild, which is pretty much every dwarf from the beginning, they are set up with a truth bomb in their mind. And so, if I were to ever even share the information of how to make dragons or how how to navigate the, recreate navigation of the universe without collisions, without getting lost, without going into a star... Uh, my ba- brain would scramble in about 40 seconds or so around then. 
What if you were to write it? Doesn't matter. But somehow it's like programmed the, the synapses that fired around the truth of that. I don't know how they program it in. It's just some insidious stuff. Hmm. And that's in, that sort of stuff is in part why I'm breaking with them. Thank God they don't know how to trigger it or they're not able to trigger it. So, but, um, yeah, it's once you speak, start speaking the truth. And so let's say Fable Gloom was brought on by someone else. Even if he got me and made me talk, I'm going to die. I don't want to die. I still want to see the home of my ancestors and I want to see those trolls and I want to see those giants kicked out of there. Hmm. Well, I'm down. I do really want to kill Fable Gloom Bloom. Uh, Fable Gloom. Gloom. Yeah. So if we happen to run into him and Atlas happens to rage and I happen to sneak assassin him, it would be a good outcome for you. But if that doesn't happen, I'm happy to help you get to where you're going. I honestly would rather get to where I'm going, but... <laughs> you know, what if you can't take him? And then, uh... Then I'm just dead. <laughs> At least I would get to see something die. Oh. Alice, what do you think? You said it was 40,000 in rare metals. What would that really... A summarized version, what would that consist of? <laughs> Jewels, gold. You can just take that into the bank, have it turned into credits, I promise. Why haven't you done it? If I go in, <laughs> into a bank and they know it's me, they'll recognize me right away. And he goes, I swear to you, I, I have the money on my dragon. I don't need to pull it out. And you can deposit it straight to whatever accounts you have. I know Yasters have ways of doing that without scrutiny. Hmm. Yeah. Supposed to go on vacation anyways. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. You just can't leave until after tomorrow at 1400. Okay. But you're not going to use me as bait. Not as far as you're aware. <laughs> She's not going to use me as bait. All right. Uh, what's the best way to get in contact with you guys? Where are you staying? Uh, I got some lodgings down in the city. Away from Fable Gloom? But yeah. Just, I'm not staying in the city. I'm staying in my dragon. But it's in the water, down near the bottom of the city. And you're sure he doesn't know where your dragon is? I mean, it's was there this morning, and last night, and I've been sure not to turn on the dragon, not to not to activate her. Okay, all right. Can you tell me something about Fable Bloom of how they fight or what their signature is? Yeah, I uh. I was almost killed by him not too long ago, so... Pay attention, Ray. This is going to be a real assassin here, okay? Hey. 
he's a hell of a pilot one so that's some of that but two he's not as big as you covered in all armor the armor seems to move to the body it's like looks like something out of a storybook but it's cybernetic too I, I, I don't know I'm almost thinking maybe enhanced cyborg-ish very martial uh, I know they can use all manner of weapons whether it's sniping so I don't want to be put out as bait but I've also seen he carries this big old hilt on his back and it's also well known that bit of a technomancer so okay so he can do it all basically yeah but I don't think he rolled a 10 by the way so he's just kind of going off of what other people have told him (laughs) so and how long has he been around long time legendary I mean shoot I've been on boards that have hired him for the guild you know, taking out people who uh, thought they could get our secrets or who might get it. Rumor has it actually spent some time doing uh, the odd silent job for the triumvirate back when they were a thing. But, you know, they're not a thing. So ever since they went. Thanks to Alice. Been, what? No. Oh, it's just a joke that we have that he like ruined everything. And that was the biggest thing that was ruined. And so. Yes. Yeah. He's just kind of a destroyer of life, Worlds. dreams, universe, hope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love. I'm <laughs> starting to feel even better about. I'm starting to feel really good about this deal. Did you uh, not hear my description? Destroyer of life, hope, dreams, love. I don't really care if he destroys fable glooms life love and hope and <laughs> strength and but children for all i matter i just want to be safe <laughs> so deal that fucking face. hopefully he doesn't turn on you <laughs> where do you find her at <laughs> and i'm walking out of the room <laughs> all right this is a opportunistic time. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Wait, I need the coordinates. Oh boy, things are changing for you. He wanders out. Wait, I need the coordinates for the uh, ship. Oh, <laughs> silly me. He drops them to you, and you see that they are literally in the water, mm-hmm. kind of like near the base of the of the tower. Okay. All right. We cut over to a different scene. It's a small room that looks very, it looks kept up, but it's a studio flat that doesn't have much, a single bed. The oven is within arm's distance from the bed and the toilet is close to the other side. There's a single mirror that's cracked and an outside like stuttering and neon light lights up the room, just fluorescent green fluorescent green darkness green and the third time it lights up we see a woman standing in there big teased up hair 
makeup kind of messed up from a long day of work and she's on a comm link and on the comm link she says yes i know no 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 a synth i saw a synth honey and the voice on the comm link crackles are you sure yes with my own eyes he lit up red the knights will be on it we will make sure that this galaxy is kept safe from all threats of Eternus. You have done a good deed. Yeah, yeah, I know about my deed, but what about the reward? You will be compensated. And then we fade to dark. <laughs> that person you had to bring up to me, and I had to be all angry. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? The stripper. And with that. Oh, oh, but the guy. Oh, the guy. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah we have stripper. no idea who the guy is. Yeah. You had to react like an asshole. <laughs> you could have at least kindly said no. You could have said, this massive dong don't want none, hun. <laughs> that would have been an option, too. <laughs> uh, but with that, thank you for listening, guys. Okay. Our dog says thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you later, spacers. See you later, spacers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. If you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe. For early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired, email us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, spacers. <laughs>